Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. ESNY. How's it going? Uh, we survived opening day. <laughs> I think we did more than survive. I think we thrived. We, yeah, we did. Um, how's it going, folks? It is uh, Bleacher Creatures episode one fifty seven, brought to you as always by XL Media, Crossing Broad, Elite Sports NY, the voice, the pulse of New York City sports, Warwick Gaming, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. Um, all right. So you say we thrived opening day. Uh, now I, I, I want to point out. Yankees beat the Giants 5-0, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't really blow out the Giants, though, because Garrett Cole shoved. Logan Webb was good, too. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 great. it was a well-played baseball game in which the breaks went the Yankees' way more than it did the Giants. Like, you know, you can sit there and you can kind of criticize the amount of strikeouts that happened but you know you got to tip your cap to both pitchers because they like their stuff was really really good and you know yeah like it was a clean win it was just a clean win and i think that's Very all you can on opening day especially when you want to see what's happening around the league in some of these other games you know that was a low stress welcoming back to yankees baseball which was very nice to enjoy yeah, like when the most stressful thing that happens is one of either Garrett Cole opening the game with a walk or Wandy Peralta not being as sharp as he usually is in his outing. On the whole, it was a, like you said, Alec, a good, clean game. Yeah. Like he had 17 swing and misses from Cole, 15 from Logan Webb. Logan Webb's pitches were moving today, man. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand like how anyone can hit him because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure to be a right-handed hitter facing him, and he's throwing that backdoor two-seam slash sinker. I'm sure yeah. that looks like it's coming from second base. It's kind of like what I'd imagine because uh, I, I remember just both watching him during his prime with Baltimore and having to hit against the computer playing as him in a video game. Mike Mussina was a very similar pitcher, just didn't have a ton of stuff, but he was crafty. It it also reminded me of kind of like vintage Maddox. Yeah. I remember, like, I remember watching my dad's old VHS tapes of, I think it was, I think it was the 98 series. It might have been either 98 or 99. And 99 would have been Maddox. Yeah, so left-handed hitters, were Kane looking against Maddox left and right because he would throw that front door two seam that looked like it was going right at their hip and then it would cut back into the plate and they would give up on it. And I, you know, you can't blame them for that. <laughs> so it, it's know. like you've said all the time, like, like we we've said this several times on this show, folks, pitcher makes 30 starts, 10, 
everything working, 10, nothing working, 10, and all improv, right? Yeah. Opening day for the ace of a staff, and whether you're Garrett Cole, Logan Webb, Zach Gallen, Zach Granke, you're going to want that opening day start to be one where you have not just everything working, but everything and then a little bit extra working. And Garrett Cole had exactly that today. Like yeah. he had that, he had that fuck you in him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It looked like, you know, after that first, after that opening walk, it just seemed like, and I guess after that first inning, it grew to the point where it seemed like he could put his fastball wherever he wanted. Yeah. And then the, I mean, the slider was just unreal today. It was fantastic. That slider today, man, that that was the best it's looked since he's been on the Yankee uniform, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And then he turned over a few good change-ups. So, I mean... Yeah, any anytime Garrett Cole takes the takes the man when it's cooler outside, because people don't realize it was freezing by New York standards today. Right, it man. was yeah, like for for baseball, for I think it was like the first pitch, it was thirty nine degrees. That's unheard of. Yeah, it was cold here in Philly too, so yeah. I can only imagine what it was up there. Yeah, it was pretty chilly, uh, but on the whole, uh, the we had some nice clean swings with the bat. Uh, pace of play, I thought, like the pitch clock, two and a half hour game. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it it was nice too, especially if like I, I loved today's scheduling too because I was kind of concerned that they were going to have all these games at one o'clock and then all these games at seven o'clock and nothing in between. And I was, it was very nice to be able to tune into two games. So I had the Yankees on the my TV, and then on my computer, I had the um. Uh, whatever the second game was, I'm blanking on it. Phillies? No, no, it was the other one o'clock game. Oh, yeah, I don't remember what that was either. So, like, I was watching them, and then the game ends, and like the the Yankee game ends around like 3.50, and I just jumped over to the bar that's right around the corner, and me, my girlfriend, and her sister, we watched the Phillies game. Yeah, and in my house, just because I wanted to watch Max Scherzer, I switched to the Mets game. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, at one point, I had probably about five different games going. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, uh, we had baseball on the TV pretty much from 1130 and on today, and Riley was not happy about it. <laughs> R- Riley's my two year old folks, for those who are listening. But like, no, like around like four or five o'clock, it's like, all right, daddy is done working with the TV. Here's Disney. Go crazy. <laughs> there you go. She's going to have to learn. Yeah. But let's talk about the lineup. Uh, oh, let's talk about Volpe. Uh, okay, zero for two with a walk, stolen base. Not a okay. People who are expecting superstardom from the get go, the guy is like twenty two years old. First off, it's his first game. Derek Jeter was zero for five with a couple of strikeouts in his first ever in his major league debut. What did you think of how Volpe looked, just in terms of his at bats? I thought he looked fantastic. Right. I I, I was I. Was a little upset to see him on that strikeout where I thought he got two good pitches and maybe he just got he like swung out of his shoes a little bit. Um, but that first at bat was great when he worked the walk, especially since Laz yeah. Diaz has you know a strike zone as wide as the Grand Fucking Canyon. Laz Diaz um, hates right handed batters, and I don't know he, why he is so bad, but anyway. Um, <laughs> and then you know, he makes something happen, he he, he gets the stolen base. Um, and he made some good defensive plays. Second at bat was the ground ball to third base. You know, whatever. Put a decent swing on it. Maybe topped it a little bit. Um, overall, I thought it was a very successful debut. 
and yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen people criticizing him that much um, for like not getting a hit and kind of like what you said about Derek Jeter, you know, you look at Mike Trout, Mike Trout, I think had one hit in his first 13 at bats. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Like the the worst thing the worst thing you can say about Volpe today is that on that strikeout those last two swings, look, the determination was there. He was there. Okay, I'm gonna go up here. I'm gonna make a big swing. But you could tell he was. You could tell just by the way he angled the bat. He was overcompensating by a lot. Yeah, like definitely I got caught mind, up in the moment a little bit. I didn't mind. I guess it was like the two one swing. I didn't mind that because it's a fastball count. Like, take your chance. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't know if anyone – like, I don't know if you read the article in The Athletic about Bryce Harper breaking down his clutch home run against the Padres. But like, I he, did not. He said, like, he had a little throwaway line in there when he was talking about it where, you know, he took a big cut on the first pitch and he missed it. And he's like, yeah, anytime I'm going to swing like on that first pitch or, or take my first swing of the at-bat, I'm going for it. Yeah, and, and and that's just going to be me getting it out of my system. Then after that, I'll tune it down a bit and, and you know, I'll be a little bit more driven to for better, you know, mechanics and better, you know, approach. And so, yeah, when Volpe swung 2-1 on that pitch, I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, go for it. You have a chance to be the hero here. Like, and then and now – and now hearing all this, I'm realizing I'm bl- like that two one swing. Yes, you're absolutely right. That was a very good swing. The the two two swing, not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I like was blending the two. Yeah, I would have liked to see him cut down a little bit on that, but you know, whatever. Like it's his first he, game. He, he'll, he'll be fine. Yeah. He, he's he by all indications, he's a smart hitter. I'm sure he will recognize that, and I have no no concern whatsoever. Let's talk about a not smart hitter. And look, I okay, fine. Hit a two run home run the next at bat. Claver Torres, it okay. I know you have your opinions on this, Alec. I'm just going to get this out of my system. This is someone who is so naturally good of a contact hitter. If he put his mind to it, maybe he could be even a very good or an even great contact hitter. But it's like every time he gets up there, he gets into the anticipation that I'm going to get up there, I'm going to get a hit. He swings at the first damn pitch and grounds out on like the weakest of contact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was the start of the second inning after Webb threw 20 pitches and, you know, not an overly difficult first, but like, you know, a first period where the uh, first inning where the Yankees made him work. Yeah. Um, he, did, he didn't look bad. They made him work. Yeah. And so, yeah, of course, you know, Glaber goes up there, swings first pitch. And then, you know, by the end of it all, it's a 10 pitch inning for Webb and it, that kind of seemed to help him settle in. And it's just, that's where my criticisms of Gleyber Torres is always going to be, where it's just the mental side of the game. He seems to be lacking just that one, like, you know, he's not this, you know, 22, 23-year-old kid now who's making his debut and, and should be caught up in the bright lights of the Bronx. It's like, dude, you're a professional hitter now. You have sustained some success, you know, like you've done good things in the major leagues, like, but like for you, dude, you got, if he, if he wants to th- take the next step, it's all, I think going to be what's between the ears. And when he throws away and at bat like that, it's really frustrating, you know? And, and look, yes, all credit to him. He had a good approach when he hit that home run, he took the ball to right center field. And what do I always say about Glaber Torres? It's like he's that he's going to right center. He should be living there all the time. 
But, you know, yeah, sometimes he just gets too antsy. And then that's the biggest fresh, like, that's my biggest frustration with him. Yeah. Uh, you touched on uh, what's between the ears. And that goes both ways because he definitely needs to. We've talked about Josh Donaldson sort of psyching himself into a walk, right, last year. Mm-hmm. Glaber Torres, he just anticipates the adrenaline of that first pitch so much, just like that first at bat of the season, just being up at bat to get a hit that he psychs himself into an out in, in his own weird way. But then at the same time, you mentioned Webb throwing 20 pitches in the first inning. He also doesn't understand the psychology of the hit of the pitcher hitter matchup. Like CC Sabathia said in R2C2 recently. And I think this was when Hicks was on last year. He said like to get to a team's bullpen early that like, Oh, great. You've won you've won the mental game, and that means you've pretty much won the game entire. You get deep mm-hmm. into their bullpen, that kind of screws them up for the rest of the series, even with an off day tomorrow. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that Glaber Torres not swinging at the first pitch means Logan Webb lasts three innings as opposed to like five and two thirds or however long it was today. Mm-hmm. But at a minimum, you can you make him work. You make yeah. him sort of readjust. Like we we talked about 10 where you have everything. 10 where you have nothing, 10 where you improvise. At least to make this guy who is like the ace of the Giants has, I looked this up earlier, he's got, I think, an almost 60% career ground ball rate. Make this guy labor a little bit. Make him figure out, like, like really make him earn the out. And so yeah, and, you give it to him. Uh, and just for kind of context here, in Glaber's first two at-bats, which includes the home run, he saw a total of two pitches. Now, obviously, vastly you know different like results at the end there. Uh, his third at bat, he worked a seven pitch walk. But you know, again, like that's where you kind of see the difference of, and you know, and and, and actually, you know, I'll, I'll I'll give Glaber the benefit of the doubt and throw some credit his way. Maybe he went into that second at bat and he realized what he did wrong. Because that second at bat, when he hits that home run, he stays inside that sinker really well, and he lifts it the other way. And That's, even then, it's not it's not the best looking swing. Yeah, I, I have to look at it again. But like, but then that first at bat again, you know, not to harp on it too much because after all, hey, the Yankees won five nothing. He hit a right. two run home run. Like vibes are good. Um, you know, yeah. Like at, at the end of the day, he he goes what what was it one for three with a walk, one for two with yeah. a walk. One, one for two with a walk. So, like, at the end of the day, that's a good day for him. But, you know, I would like to see him to continue developing that. That You know, it's just something that, Aaron, like, we look at Aaron Judge and we see him having been so successful. And, you know, it's not just, you know, mechanical changes Judge made. It's he really has just broken down the the mental game played between a pitcher and a batter so well. Now, here's an interesting number that I just pulled up. As frustrated as we get with Glaber Torres swinging at the first pitch, for his career, he's a 293 hitter. And look, I, in some respects, I like in, in some ways I respect it because it's very much kind of how I liked to hit. It's if that first pitch is the best pitch I'm going to get, you damn well believe I'm going to swing at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's always, you should always have a little bit of context in there. And I, and, and, you know, 
again, I think I probably wasted too many words about this because this is like a non-issue right now. You know, it's it's one game. It's one game. It was one at bat. He still went, you know, with a two-run home run the opposite way. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the bullpen. Uh, Wandy Peralta, again, not super sharp to begin with, but on the whole looked fine. Jonathan Loizaga did what he had to do. Rob Marinaccio is going to be a very important piece of this bullpen. And Alec, you remember last year, definitely the adrenaline of just pitching in Yankee Stadium got to him. This time, consummate pro, ice water in his veins. Yeah, I uh, I actually texted my buddy when he came in, and I think it was after his first inning of work. I was just like, this dude is, is going to be a dark horse for the pen. You know, he's just... Like he's going to be, I think, one of those unsung heroes where at the end of the season, if this pen is going to be as successful as we think it can be, and if this team is going to be as successful pitching wise as we think it can be, um, everyone's going to look at the big flashy names like Holmes and Lelizaga. Um, But I think we're going to look back at Marinaccio's season and be like, damn, he was an integral part of this team. We really missed him in the playoffs last year, too, because I think at one point um, opposing hitters were batting at or about 100 off of him. Mm -hmm. So he's pretty much a second Tommy Canely. He's got that biting changeup that just freezes lefties. Yeah. Yeah. And and today, even with Laz Diaz, it's it seems as though the pitchers they're like, great first game of the season. We know how quick we know how quickly we can work. Let's just go to town. Like nobody was getting in or out of their heads. Mm-hmm. Like oh god, I'm like how about how about some of the guys with the exit velocity today? Jose Trevino like laced one I think for 105.6 miles per hour. Tyro Estrada, you were talking about him with the Giants, really yeah. making great contact. I miss him. <laughs> Tyro hits one to Cairo. Um, yeah, I think Donaldson had a 96 hit, 96 mile an hour hit. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, Giancarlo Stan at the hardest one of the day. That little comebacker up the middle was, I think, 113 and change. Is it really? Jesus. Yeah. What's what's your all right? You're pitching against Giancarlo Stan. You're on the mound. What's your price? Just one at bat. Wait, on. Say that again. You have to face Giancarlo Stan for one at bat. You're pitching. What's your price? You, you gotta you gotta stare that exit velocity right in the face. Now, part of me wants to say I do it for free, just to say I face Giancarlo Stanton. Um, <laughs> and who knows, maybe I throw slow enough where I'll keep him off balance. Yeah. But yeah, the idea of um, facing, uh, you know, possibly 130 is, is scary. I was if texting. I had to take money, if I had to take money, I, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be too greedy with it, you know. Maybe a couple grand. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'd say t- I'd want a million, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> I was texting with uh, James Kelly, actually, our longtime host of the show, great friend of the show. Hi, James. Uh, he said, uh, even till even today, you could not pay him to face Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, I, I don't know, like. Uh, like obviously, I've never played against someone who's hit the ball as hard as he does. But, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you kind of accept <laughs> like the risks. So yeah, I'm no not. Risk, I, no I don't reward. think I'm as like scared of that as maybe someone else. 
It's just like he's such a big guy. You know how hard he can hit. It's intimidating. Uh, either way, this will be a relatively short episode, folks. Uh, yeah, opening day. It was pretty much the could have gone. Yeah, best it could have gone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Five zip, two and a half hours, bickety bam, we're going home. Yeah. All right. So, all right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. We'll probably be back next week after the Philly series. Uh, and then and then off to Baltimore. Uh, hopefully we can uh, book some more guests in the meantime. Uh, did I miss anything? Uh, no, Red Sox suck. Feel bad for the Phillies. Oh, did they lose to Texas? Yeah. Christ. And they, they still put up seven runs and they lost. Okay. Well, that's that's Texas. Yeah, that pen. That pen is going to be yeah, an issue. It was, anyway. it was ugly. All right. Anyway, folks, thanks for listening. We will see you next week.